mighty fancy automobile. Oh, she's a real road king, all right. Zero to 60 in 7.5. She'll do a quarter of a mile, 13.40. 390 horsepower, 500 foot-pounds of torque. Whatever that is, performance and image, that's what it's all about. There's no such thing as a stupid question. This is Drive Radio. All of your automotive questions are just one phone call away. 303-477-5600. Drive Radio is made possible by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. To find one near you, go to drive-radio.com. Now, Drive Radio on KLZ 560. And we are back, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Again, thanks for joining us today. I do appreciate it very much. We've been talking a lot about just buying you know, used cars and all of that, everything surrounding it. The question of the day is, what's the worst advice you've ever got when it comes to buying a car? And uh, we'll just continue on. How's that? So, Jim and Aurora, you are next. Go ahead, Jim. Welcome. You bet, John. I, I, I don't know that I have an answer to today's question, but I did have a comment. I don't know if you covered it earlier or not, but... Probably the last four vehicles that I've purchased have been at a uh, new car uh, use or use department, and uh, they seem to get closer to the blue book than most of these used car dealers. The last used car guy I went into about three weeks ago, he was, I said, how come you guys are two or $3,000 over? And he was like, well, because we can. I'm like, okay. Yeah, they've well. got typically a little bit better ability to, you know, market, and sometimes, Jim, because of the traffic, you know, just the sheer volume they've got coming in versus a lot of the smaller lots. Nothing against the smaller lots. Please, nobody take it this way. They just have an advantage, Jim, because they may even have somebody coming in that's asked for that particular car also. Sure. Yep. No, I just thought I'd comment about that. I just, I, I Now I just go straight to the new car places because they seem to, they want a deal. They, they're higher volume and, the, you know, Making a couple thousand dollars versus trying mm-hmm. to make five or six thousand mm-hmm. dollars in their, yep. their wheelhouse. Yep. No, I you, you know I can't I can't just and again that's why you've got to shop all of these things and make the best deal you can. And one thing too, really quick, one of the worst advices that's out there is buying on payments. Now payments I know are a big deal, and a lot of folks have to buy on credit, and they've got to make a payment work for them, and so on. But do not buy a car solely based on payments. You've got to do it on the entire deal and how it's structured, Jim, as you know. Well, and I think what you got to do with a new car, they're going to try and take you through the dog and pony yep. show and sell you everything you don't yep. need. You just have to say, no, thank you. Let's just sign on the dotted line. You got it. Yeah, I don't want gap insurance because, by the way, you can buy that if you feel sure. you need it. You can buy that from your own insurance company for a lot less. You don't need the extended warranties. You just don't need any of those things that they're trying to sell you, Jim. No one would take the opportunity away from the guy that calls me from India trying to sell me that. <laughs> Good one. Good one, by the way. <laughs> Love it. Awesome. Jim, thanks. Appreciate, appreciate it very much. He's, he's, he's got me laughing. Arnie, Foxfield, what's going on? Hi. You know, it's, I, be, I, I started driving 65 years ago on, in Denver, and so at that time, I-25 was just coming through town. Sure. Being built through town. From that time, pretty much for, I don't know what, 30 years? 40 years, anytime you're on I-25, north or south, 70 uh, most of the time, the interstates had frequently the sign, 
keep left except to pass. Yes, they did, actually. (laughs) You are correct. I said that wrong, didn't I? Whoa, keep right except to pass, right? Ever. And my question is, why is that? That's a great, you know what, I don't know. Good question, Arnie. Why aren't why don't we bring those back? That's a great question. They, they were every they were I all the agree. way on the interstates. I don't care out of out of state, wherever you went. Agree. They're on the interstates, and now they they are not. Nope, you're you're right. They are not there any longer. You're you're 100 correct, Arnie. Oh, I, I just I was just wondering. Nope, you're <laughs> correct. You I I cannot argue with you. You are you are spot on. Appreciate you joining us and. Uh, Bringing that up because yeah, you you are right on the money, Russ and Cheyenne. You're up. Go ahead, Russ. Hey, how's it going? Good, I sir. Stole my thunder a little bit. Because um, I was just going to say is the worst advice you can get is don't worry about the price of the car. Worry about the price of the payment. That's right. Yep. That's how you wind up paying seven, eight years. On yeah, yeah. That is just bad advice. Bad advice. Period. Um. Yeah. So then you're way upside down when you want to go trade it off because you're tired of it, and it's just you're setting yourself up for failure. Yep, yep, um, you are. And you yeah, 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 yeah. To your point, Rush, you end up upside down. Which, for all of you listening, most of us know what that term is. But if you don't know, maybe you're you're you know you've never or you've heard that term, but you really don't know what that means. Upside down in a car means like a house. You owe more on the car than the car is worth. So you're upside down, and what most of the dealerships especially will do, this is the other thing about a new car dealer versus a used car dealer, it's hard for used car dealers to roll those things back into the next deal, Russ, where your new car dealers typically have more of an ability to get that approved and handled. And and I know all the reasons why, which I'm not going to get into, but they'll roll that into the next deal. Problem is you're still upside down in the new deal you just bought, and it progressively just gets worse worse and worse every time you do it. And Russ, I've seen people do that four, five, six times to the point where they're never going to get out from underneath that deal. Yeah. I, uh, I had a buddy that was like 40 grand deep in a $20,000 car. Yep. It just keeps going. And I don't know how they get them funded. That is the one thing, Russ, I cannot answer. Well, and, and that's the thing is you'll see, you know, some of the dealers can get people. I mean, I, I remember years ago, um, I don't remember how many years, but it's been a while that that Cadillac dealer down there got that lady financed on like an 89 Cadillac for like 25000 bucks. Jeez. Was that Don Massey? Or what? Yeah, I think it was Don Massey. I don't know how they do um, it. Uh, well, I shouldn't yeah, say. I, I know so. partially how it's done. In some cases, the dealer has to uh, basically guarantee that loan. They'll find somebody that'll write the paper, and then they're guaranteeing it somehow. And why some dealers decide to do that is beyond me. But most of the time, a dealer or you know some dealer personnel is stepping in and making sure that they're sort of backing the paper, if you would, Russ. Right. I guess that makes sense. Otherwise, um, they can't get those have, deals done. I do have another quick question for you. Yes, go ahead. So, like up here in Cheyenne, you know, we'll uh, – we get people from, you know, Nebraska. You'll see people with Nebraska plates, or you'll get people up here from Wheatland. You'll see them with their Wheatland plates. And, like, here we know, oh, you kind of avoid them. They're going to go 10 miles an hour under mm. the speed limit. Mm. They're going to make a left-hand turn out of the right-hand lane. Mm-hmm. You know, they just they aren't used to, oh, you see the plate, you're like, oh, i gotta, I got to be careful. It used to be. Uh, Russ, even 10 years ago, you could you – could pick a lot of those individuals out and I as of late and I don't know whether it's just because of the amount of transplants we now have in 
the state, the fact that there's a lot more tourists now that come and go out of the state. And granted, I'm on a lot of the interstates, which you're going to see a lot more tourist-type people on. But I'm telling you, Russ, even on side streets and so on, you're seeing plates from all over the country now in Colorado, Texas, Arizona, Ohio, Mississippi. I mean, I can go down the list. Tennessee. I mean, all over. You, you see plates literally now in Colorado from all over the, the country. And I wish I could tell you that you could do that. You can't anymore here. Well, and like, I guess the people that like to sit in the left lane, people from Texas are the worst. That I, I will agree with you on, Russ. I cannot argue um, that one some, at all. I had that same experience yesterday. You are right. For, for some reason, they, down in Texas, will hang out in the left lane. Um, Which is surprising because live. most of the Texas highways, people drive fairly fast. I've been there. I've seen it. I know it. Yeah, but, I mean, I like in the middle of the night, you'll be driving. There'll be a dude just putting along in the left-hand lane. I don't get it. They won't move over. Yeah, I don't get I it. I had, I had that same thing yesterday. I had a, I looked like a construction worker that was up here from Texas doing something and just hanging out in the left lane on 225 doing under 65, by the way, not even doing the speed limit on in the left lane. Right. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't know. And right. Get out of the left lane if you're not going to drive fast enough. Russ, thanks. That, that is, as you guys all know, that is my biggest pet peeve. If you're not going to drive, get out of the left lane. Eric in Denver, you're next. Hey, John. How's it going, Eric? Hey, good. Hey, so I want to throw something out here regarding the, on the car buying versus from a used car lot versus sure. buying. Sure. Yes. So buying used from a used lot versus buying used from a new lot. Um, when, I, when I was at the end of 2014, when I was looking to buy my Frontier, I uh, went to a very large used car dealership who sell, shall remain nameless, CarMax, and they were selling a... 2014 Frontier Pro 4X fully loaded for $2,000 above dealer certified pre-owned price. Wow. And I looked at the sticker, and and this was the the one that's down on South Broadway, and I looked at the sticker and I pulled up KBB on my phone and looked at it and priced it out. And I looked at the salesman and I says, uh, I'll offer you X amount, which is about 500 below KBB. Oh, we don't negotiate. And I said, well, your price is 2,000 above certified pre-owned at a, at a, at a Nissan dealer. <clears throat> and the guy looked at me and he says, our repricers have forgotten more about repricing used vehicles than KBB will ever know. Hmm. Yep. <clears throat> and I just looked at the yep. guy and, and I, I, I just turned around and walked away. Yep. Yep. No, and you know, and you got a point there too. You're, you know, as I said earlier, you're you're kind of finding different vehicles at different lots depending upon what you're looking at doing. And I'm not saying that you won't find newer cars on some of the used lots because you can, Eric. You know that exists as well. Yeah. And, and yeah. to your point, now and going back on the new car side, the new car dealer selling used cars, they typically can do different things, financing, funding, and so on. But they're typically also going to have a higher price than what the other guys will as well. You're right. Well, but well, but the thing is, is like I say, this this was at CarMax selling a used car for a price higher than the dealer. Yep. And, and the thing is, is when and, and I when we went to a regular Nissan dealer uh, a, a couple days later, and they had one that they were selling for certified pre-owned, and it was you know quite a bit cheaper. And the only reason I didn't buy it is for whatever reason Nissan's in-house financing would not finance me, although 
the next day or two days later, I was able to finance it. My you know finance myself right. through Capital One. Which and, and and here's a piece of advice that I've given people when they're buying a car: get your financing ahead of time. True. Good point. Yeah, get all that dialed in on the front side. So you and by the way, you can always use that. Also, it's a great tip, Eric. You can use that as a negotiating chip when you walk in and they tell you, well, you know, we can get you financed as well. You can say, okay, yeah, well, I've already got approval at, you know, I don't know, 4.5%. Can you match that or do even better? If you can, then I may talk to you. Otherwise, no, we're not doing that. Yeah, I mean, I had I had letters or uh, I had letters of approval from three different banks when I walked in to buy my truck and the guy at Nissan, he, he as well, he goes, you want me to see what we can get you? And I said, sure. And I, and I put 50% down on the truck to begin with when I bought it. And he says, um, he went and looked and he came back and he says, yeah, he goes, you, you've got better than what I can get you. And, uh, I, I mean, you know, there was a couple that was in there ahead of me working everything out and they were in there in the finance office probably 40 minutes. The hot box, they and, call it. They're in the hot box. Yeah. And literally from, from the point, I, I mean, I walked into the dealer and they didn't even know they had this vehicle on the lot. The, the salesman was surprised that they even had it. Um, I, it was by a fluke. I found it on their website, and the website showed in transit. And I walked in there and said, and, and they actually had it. And took it for a test drive. Came back and negotiated a deal about three thousand dollars below sticker. And they said, "Well, we can't sell it to you." And I said, "Why not?" And he said, because it actually has not gone through pre-delivery service hmm. and inspection. Hmm. He, he says, well, this was on a Saturday morning that I bought it, and they said this truck was delivered Friday morning. They said, so we haven't had a chance to check it yet. And I said, okay. And we had signed the paperwork, and they said, come back in two hours, or come back in three hours, and it'll be ready to go. And I said, okay. And, you know, everything was ready to go. When I came back, like I say, there was a couple in finance, 45 minutes, wow. 45 minutes on a car, I walked in and was in and out with the keys in my hand in 20. Wow. And that was from the time I walked in the dealer. Because I had everything in place. When I, I had all my ducks in a row when I walked in there. And and it was funny, the finance guy, when I handed him a check for 50% down, he just looked at me and the salesman kind of laughed. He goes, I've never seen somebody write a personal check for that much money. And I said, Locked out. I said, it's the last of my inheritance. You know, what kind of <laughs> There we go. Good job. So, but, good job. Yeah, Those are good tips. No, no, Eric, no, I, that, I got to run to break, but no, great tips, by the way. Wade and Littleton, Craig, you guys hang tight. We'll come back to you. One line open, 303-477-5600. This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. At Napa Auto Parts, we've been the most trusted name in auto parts for over 80 years. Probably because we've never stopped looking for ways to make the great parts we sell even better. It's a commitment to quality you'll find in every one of our 310,000 parts. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters to the patented damping mechanism on our driveline belt tensioners to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes. And Napa parts are covered by a warranty that's good at any of our 6,000 Napa auto parts stores nationwide. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store. But at Napa, we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. To find the Napa auto parts store nearest you, go to NapaOnline.com. Napa, get the good stuff. 
With over 125 locations in Colorado, southern Wyoming, and western Nebraska, there's only one place to get the good stuff. Napa Auto Parts. You are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured, but you're not alone. While Paul Lewinberger believes in personal accountability, he wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss. Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Lewinberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul, you'll be rewarded for your diligence. Ask him about their incentivizing rebate program. Take a higher deductible and take responsibility. It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. Call Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance now at 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. If your engine doesn't leak oil, but you have to add to it between oil changes, where does the oil go? The problem occurs when piston rings clog with carbon and then allow oil to blow by the pistons and burn in combustion chambers. The best service shops use a BG product that cleans the engine in just 15 minutes. Find a shop with BG products at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. It will protect your engine and your pocketbook. Find a shop now. Go to bgfindashop.com. What's in a name? For Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center, the name perfectly describes the state-of-the-art veterinary medical facility that we trust. Hey, this is Scott Watley, and for over 20 years, trust is why we have chosen Lone Tree Vet for all of our pet's medical needs. They provide a wide variety of medical and surgical services and utilize state-of-the-art methods, protocols, and technology. Whether your pet needs medical, dental, or surgical care, you can trust the medical team at Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center. We all know that making the decision for our pets to have a medical or surgical procedure is not always an easy one, but at Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center, they understand the hesitation and anxiety that accompany leaving a pet for any type of procedure. Whether it's a spay or neuter surgery, a laparoscopic surgery, or a complex orthopedic surgery, the professional team at Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center is dedicated to making your pet feel comfortable and special. If your pet needs medical care, call 303-708-8050 today. That's 303-708-8050. And for more information, visit them online at LoneTreeVet.com. All right, we are back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Wade in Littleton, you are next. Go ahead, Wade. Hey, John. How are you doing? Good, sir. Hey, uh, I just wanted to mention uh, two things quickly. Um, the I wish people would stay away from the like buy here, pay here type of uh, used car dealers. Um, I imagine you're familiar with them. Yeah, and you know what I will say on those is, and and you know I think I know where you're going with this. Uh, as much as I don't like those places personally, I also know Wade that they service a part of our community that, frankly, no other financial institutions can or would. And if it gives those people transportation, I mean, I don't like the whole, you know, 
I don't like the whole deal. I, I get it, and I, I know where you're coming from, although I also know there's people out there that can't buy a car any other way. Correct, and, and I agree with you. I just wanted to say that, in general, usually their uh, down payment price is what the dealership has yep. in the car. Yeah, that's the only way. In that model, that is the only way a buy here, for all of you listening, it's the only way a buy here, pay here lot can make things work. They get out of the down payment what that car is worth, knowing that if they have to go back and repo that car, which in some cases they may repo it and resell it two or three times weight over the life of that, that whole deal. Uh, exactly. And it's it's exactly. how... It's how businesses like Rockies that no longer exist on federal, but it's how they started back in the day doing exactly what you're saying. Precisely. And and second thing I wanted to say was just uh, in general, um, it's nice to buy from a private party if if you can. So that does mean that you need to have the money. But from a private party, you can get a better idea of the history of the vehicle and that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, it, it, although, and, and I'm glad you mentioned that. For all of you listening, yes, sometimes, and this, this comes down to weight, I mean, as long as the person that you're dealing with is honest and they're sharing everything with you and so on, the only thing you have to be careful of, and this is where you really have to look at, in this case, Carfax, to see what, you know, where's this car been registered? Is this owner you're buying from, private party, only had the car for a month or six or a year? I mean, you really have to look through all of that to determine, is the person I'm buying from really going to tell me all the history on the car, or have they owned it for, you know, do they flip? I mean, are they like a house guy that buys a house and flips it, or are they doing the same thing with cars? Good point. And and I forget that, because... Uh because I, I deal with this every day. Um, yeah, uh, it does, for for anybody out there, um, certainly you, you do need some basic skills, like be able to identify the title. Is it real? Yep. Um, when was, you can see the date on the title when they received it, assuming they uh, registered in their name. Um, and that sort of thing. So, yeah, it's I, I, not for everybody, but private party is, in a, a lot of a lot of times, very good idea. Yep, yep. It, it, no, and, and again, I'm, I won't deny that. You just have it, it's an old saying, Wade. Just like anything else, buyer beware, and make sure that you're educated on what you're doing. And if not, have somebody that is come and help you. Absolutely, one of the two. Absolutely. Well, hey, I'll leave you with oh, that. I appreciate it, Wade. No, good comments. I appreciate that very much. Craig and Wheat Ridge, you're next. Go ahead. Hey, John. You How? know, buying domestic versus European, it comes down to little things like we owned a Mini Cooper and went through the, you know, the gyrations of maintenance on that. And when it comes down to things like getting your brakes done, they don't resurface rotors. They replace them. Right. And on an American car, you can probably resurface a rotor once, maybe twice. And not anymore. And you can't. In the old days, yes, not anymore. Yeah, well, it's just little things like that. And then when you go to look at a used car, and it's a real nice car, and it's fairly low miles, you know, a big red flag is it's had three or four owners. Well, I think they all experience the shock of the maintenance schedule and the cost of the maintenance on that vehicle. It's why you see cars like that uh, pretty abundant on the used car market. Then, then as far as the Denver market on used cars, I think we're in such a competitive market. You can look at KB. B values all you want, but you, you're going to pay more than that. 
as an example. You are today, yes. Good point. Go ahead. As, as you look at, you know, a four-wheel drive truck, let's say in Texas, CarMax used to charge shipping on a vehicle like that. Right now, they will ship that to the Denver area for free because the market for that vehicle is here, not right. there. True. Good point. And then on the insurance part of it, I was just on the phone with my insurance agent, and, and you know, you talk about these these uh, devices they want to put in your car to monitor your driving habits. Right. Well, they try to incentivize it by saying, well, you know, you'll pay lower rates. But at the same time, I don't like the idea of being, you know, monitored like that. I Me mean, neither. You know, if, if I had the opportunity to pass somebody, let's say a, a semi out on I-70 East Denver, and he's going 70, I'm not going to just, you know, dilly-dally and pass him doing 73. I punch it, I get around him, and I get back over in the right lane. So, yeah, that would probably go against me, that sudden acceleration to get around a vehicle. But in my estimation, that's the best way to pass a vehicle as opposed to just sitting there and taking, you know, a couple miles to pass him, which I think John from Cheyenne was talking about when one truck tries to pass another. It takes them two or three miles going down the road to get past each other. Yep. And that that, uh, creates a congestion problem going down the interstate for anybody wanting to go faster than 75 in the left lane. Correct. Yep, 100%. Can't disagree with you on any of those, Craig. You're 100% correct. But my agent also said he foresees the day that most insurance companies are going to require that you have one of those devices. In I don't know that I can disagree with him on that, Craig. I think in a lot of cases it will come down to that. You'll either have your know, app on your phone where they're tracking a lot of those things or the device on the car or, or whatever. Yeah, I, I could see that day coming, yes. So, you know, it's, it's, you know he's, he's not for it. But, again, they try to incentivize you by saying, you know, you'll pay lower rates if, if you're willing to do this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what's the point of owning a sporty car if you don't have a little fun on some twisties when there's an open road? You know, things like that. And, you know, it's just, you know, we're not all going to go out on the highway. And, and I don't, you know, encourage people speeding on the highway. But, you know, it's, it's fun to open up a car a little bit on an open stretch of road. You know, you're not endangering anybody. Right. Agree. Uh, again, you you are I'm in you you know me I'm in full agreement with you on that 100. percent I mean that's what's the point of owning a sports car? Yeah, if, can't have fun with it. Why why bother? Why, well, just go buy a you know Corolla. Right. Good point. <laughs> Good point. Can't argue that. Okay, that's all I have. Craig, appreciate you very much. Dell, hang tight. We'll come right back to you as well. This is Drive Radio KLZ 560. Have you been thinking about a new pair of glasses? Maybe some prescription sunglasses? Well, look no further than Stack Optical. Since 1968, yes, you heard me right. Since 1968, Stack Optical has been providing the most comprehensive quality ocular care for their patients. This family-owned business is proud to be one of the few optical offices that has their own on-site eyeglass production and eyeglass repair studio. Stack Optical, located at 2233 South Monaco Parkway, features the most extensive lines of eyeglass frames, sunglasses, and contact lenses to ensure that you love your appearance and experience superior comfort. Our comprehensive eye exams proactively diagnose eye conditions and diseases while providing the most accurate vision care. 
we welcome you to experience a lifetime of superior ocular care from doctors that are devoted to your eye health. Call now for your $69 eye exam, 303-321-1578. At Stack Optical, you'll see the difference. At Napa, we're always trying to make the great parts we sell even better. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes, and every Napa part is covered by a warranty good at any of our 6,000 Napa Auto Parts stores. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store, but we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. Go to NapaOnline.com for a location nearest you. Napa, get the good stuff. With everyone wanting more of your money from eggs to gas to taxes, how do you keep more of what you've earned? Call 720-895-0500, Affordable Interest Mortgage, where we can show you how to pay less interest on your home, have access to your equity for 30 years, and be prepared for unexpected expenses or emergencies. The market has changed. You now have more buying authority whether you want to purchase with a rate in the threes on a 3-2-1 buy-down or refinance and pay less interest to own your home faster with the Asset Manager Mortgage. Call Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500, where we've been serving Coloradans for over 20 years. Government agencies continue to raise the cost of financing, whether to purchase or refinance. Let us show you how not to pay these increased fees with loan programs designed to pay less interest and put you in control of your equity. If you want to purchase a home with the rates in the threes or you want to have access to your equity, call Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. In these difficult times, you can still save. 720-895-0500. That's 720-895-0500. And MLS 298-191, regulated by DOOR. Have you ever thought about owning a classic car, hot rod, older truck, or an out-of-the-norm vehicle? Worldwide Vintage Autos is the place to go for all your vintage car and truck needs. With over 80,000 square feet of indoor showroom and warehouse space, they make the shopping experience easy. Every vehicle they sell is checked out by their own staff and is verified as a roadworthy vehicle, and this includes consignment vehicles. When you buy a vehicle from Worldwide, it's a vehicle you can safely drive home. They sell over 1,200 vehicles a year, and most of their inventory comes from people like you and me. If you want to eliminate the hassle of selling your vintage or unique vehicle, give them a call today. By the way, sign up today for the VIP list. They'll give you updates on all their new inventory that the general public doesn't see yet, and it's at a discounted price. Worldwide Vintage Autos. Don't let the name fool you. They sell worldwide, but their showroom is right here in Denver. Find them today at WorldwideVintageAutos.com or call 877-378-4679 and make sure you tell them John Rush from Drive Radio sent you. All right, we are back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Lines are full as soon as somebody leaves. You're welcome to call in, 303-477-5600. Remember, you can always text us a question as well, 307-200-8222. Dell in Westminster, you're next. Hi, John. How are you doing? Good, Dell. Uh, two things. One, anybody buying a used car from actually 96 up, when they, before they sign that contract, they need to demand two keys. Good point. You know, not not ask for, but demand it. They're not going to let that sale go. Some of these new proximity keys and transponder keys can cost Good point. several hundred dollars. And 
the other thing on your double yellow line you were talking about. Yes. There is actually, there was, unless it's been changed, there was two Colorado statutes that had to deal with that. One of them was it was illegal to pass on a double yellow line or cross the double yellow line unless the following statute applied. And if you went to the other statute, it said it was illegal except if you were drive, pulling into a driveway or parking lot or an emergency as long as you didn't take the right away from either from other traffic. Hmm. And I know it worked because I'd be uh, ticket on that same thing okay. quite a few years ago. Okay. Good to know. County. Good to know. I didn't know but, that. And Dale, really quick, back to your two key thing. Yeah, very, very important. When you're buying a car, make sure it comes with two keys because if not, Dale, to your point, that second key can be a lot of money. Yep. Yep. Being programming. like a Toyota pre or like a Toyota. You buy the key for Toyota, or the proximity key is about three over three hundred dollars, and then the emergency key is another sixty-five dollars. Plus, they charge sixty-five, seventy-five dollars depending on the dealership to program it. Yep. Yep. It adds up fast, as you know. Yeah. Dale, thanks. As always, appreciate you very much and always has uh, great words of wisdom. Kyle in Dallas, Texas. What's going on, Kyle? Well, John, how you doing today? Good, sir. How's your weather, by the way? Uh, it's sunny down here. Nice. It's, uh, it's, it's a nice Saturday. I nice. just want to tell you greetings from uh, uh, left, uh, slow left lane, Texas. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Kyle. Appreciate that. Hey, I, uh, uh, on the question of the day, I, uh, I officially got the worst advice I've ever gotten on buying a car. Actually, this past week. Let's hear uh, it. I went, to a, I went to a dealership here. I've been looking for a car for a few months and got it narrowed down to uh, a couple of different models. Went to a dealership and had a very helpful salesman. A uh, guy knew his product and the trim levels, and he and I took, uh, took, a couple of, took uh, one of them out for a test drive and Went back to his cubicle, and he asked me, you know, he was looking through his computer trying to find the trim level that I wanted, and he and I were, were working pretty good as a team. And uh, he asked me, you know, he said, when, when are you going to be in the market? And I said, well, you know, I, I'd like to get a little bit more money for a down payment. I said, I, I, uh, you know, I, I know it's probably going to take you a little while to find the trim level that I want. And, and uh, we, uh, we agreed that I was going to uh, keep in touch with him, and, uh, you know, we, uh, he was going to try to – find the color and the trim level that I wanted, but as I guess their procedure is in a car dealership, he had to go tell the sales manager, and the sales manager comes in into his cubicle, sits down, and that's where everything starts to swirl the drain, okay. and uh, he uh, he starts going through, you know, what are you looking for, and, you know, when are you going to buy, and I, I told him, I said, you know, I'd like to try to get a little bit more money right. together as a down payment, I need to tweak my credit rating a little bit more, but I said, you know, I'm working with with uh, this other man here, and he suggested he he said, "Well, why don't you just take uh, why don't you just put the uh, put the down payment on your credit card?" No, that's and bad I advice. Thought, I thought that was one of the most yeah. outrageous that, things. That is I've, really I've dumb advice. Yeah, yeah. Well, it not only not only did he say that once, but in the next two minutes, he said it twice more. Wow! And by the end of uh, him asking me the third time. Uh, I was a little, 
I was a little perturbed and got up, shook the salesman's hand, and I walked out. Good for you. I would have, too. Good good job, Kyle. I, that, yeah, to your point, anybody listening, that is just absolute terrible, terrible advice. Yeah, I, I'd never heard anything like that before, from, uh, especially from a new car dealership. Wow. Uh, you know, they're I, wanting to make yeah, a sale so. really bad, Kyle. That's what they're wanting to do. Well, yeah, I don't, I don't understand. But um, uh, one other quick question or another quick comment is you were talking about parking lots earlier. I, I drove company vehicles for years, and our fleet manager used to just pound it into us because they were self-insured, so they had to, play, they uh, had to pay out any claims yeah. on their own. So yep. they used to just pound it into us is, is never back out of anything if you can avoid it. Always yep. pull through yep. in parking lots yep. or back into parking spaces. And uh, he said that about 70% of the claims that they would pay out on were, were accidents that were caused in reverse. And by the way, Kyle, I'm, I'm glad you just said that. I've, I have read numerous articles of late, even some from conservative viewpoints, talking about, you know, who are these idiots that back into parking places? Literally almost a title like that for a, a article I read not that long. I actually had it to talk about during the, the week. I just never got around to it. And I thought to myself, first of all, you have no idea how things work. And the whole comment of this particular person that wrote this opinion piece was, you know, people that back into the parking places, they're taking too much time and they're blocking traffic when they do and blah, blah, blah. And Kyle, you and I both know that if you know how to do that correctly, you're not taking any longer to back in than somebody would to pull in. In fact, I've seen people pulling into parking spaces that would have been much easier to have backed in versus them pulling in. But you know, I digress. Bottom line, anybody that says something along those lines to where they're mad at somebody backing in has no idea of what you just said. Well, and, and these uh, and these uh, rear view cameras, uh, they make it easier to back in. I sure mean, they you, do. You know, it takes it takes practice, and you have to learn distances and and uh, perspective. But you uh, you you can back into just mo- most any place. When I'm driving a larger vehicle, my truck or something like that, Kyle, I can back into something much faster than I can pull in. Yes. Yeah. And to your point, well, and, I, what, and again, what, growing up in the car world like I did, Kyle, and one of the first things you learn at a dealership, of course, at a dealership, everything is backed in because you can't sell cars from the back. You sell cars from people looking at them from the front. So it's just one of the first things you learn. And just one of those things I've carried on the rest of my life. I, I rarely, if ever, pull into a parking place. Yeah. Well, I agree. Well, and and I liked your comment earlier about you can uh, you can park your you can park your vehicle out in the sticks at at Walmart <laughs> and someone will park next to you. I, yeah. I've always thought that you could you could park your vehicle in the middle of a football field. You could. And someone will park next to you. It. You are one hundred percent correct, Kyle. Spot on. Yes, for sure. And and they'll, and they'll always park on the on your driver's side. Yep. Yep. I yeah, I just don't understand it, Kyle. I, I've yet to figure that one out. I other than just people are sheep. I have no other way to say it. People are sheep. Yeah. Anyways. Kyle, well, good, good one. Thank you very much, as always, all the way from Texas. Thanks for listening, which is a reminder for all of you listening. Some of you may be even you know, on you know one of the tours we talked about earlier where you're passing through, you like what you hear. You can listen to us through our app, KLZ Radio. Just pull it up on your phone app. You can listen to us at any time, any place through that app. You do not have to have a terrestrial signal to do so. You can also listen online if you're at your desk, work, whatever. You can go right to the website. You know, Just go right to our website, KLZ Radio. You can also listen through our website here, uh, drive-radio.com, whatever. You can find 
find us multiple ways on the internet, not having to listen through the radio itself. Eric, I want to give you plenty of time uh, on the insurance side of it. Hang tight. We'll come right back. More lines are open. 303-477-5600. At Napa, we're always trying to make the great parts we sell even better. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes. And every Napa part is covered by a warranty good at any of our 6,000 Napa Auto Parts stores. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store, but we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. Go to NapaOnline.com for a location nearest you. Napa, get the good stuff. You listen to Drive Radio because you have a lot of questions about your car. You have questions about what kind of oil to use, what the best tires are, where to get the best parts. But have you ever asked what will happen to your car after you die? Did you know that if you don't have a will that specifically states what will happen, a probate judge will order your family to split your car evenly. And because you can't cut up a car into pieces, your family will be forced to sell it and just split the money. According to Michael Bailey, the mobile estate planner, it is estimated that two out of three people don't have a proper will in place. And oftentimes, things like your favorite classic car are accidentally forgotten completely. Michael understands that the only way to be absolutely certain that all of your final wishes will be honored is to take a small amount of time to talk about it. 720-394-6887. 720-394-6887. Call Michael Bailey, the mobile estate planner, right now to set up a free consultation and make absolutely sure that you don't leave anything to champ. Few things are life-changing. Your wedding day, the birth of a child, an oil change. Wait, what? Yes, an oil change can change your life if it comes with a peace of mind that if your engine, including the fuel system, fails, you're covered for life. The BG Performance Oil Change comes with free lifetime protection for your engine and fuel system. Find a shop near you at BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. BG. Do you know that your windshield is getting more expensive to replace? Most vehicles have options that help keep the vehicles from avoiding accidents or even keep it in the traffic lane. These windshields require more than just a replacement of the glass. They also require a calibration of the computer system to make sure everything is operational to the specifications the manufacturer set when the vehicle was built. You can't trust the traveling glass replacement shop to do these necessary calibrations as they require special equipment and in most cases an indoor shop to perform the calibration. We have two Novus locations that can replace your windshield and also do these calibrations. Novus Fort Collins and Novus Sterling. Both are fully equipped with the latest technology to service your vehicle properly. Find either location by going to any of our websites, ready-radio.com, drive-radio.com, or fixitradio.com. Just click on the Novus link. That's Novus Autoglass. We're back. Drive Radio KLZ 560. Eric in Denver is next. Go ahead, Eric. Welcome. Hey, John. Hey, just want to throw this out. So, caller a few minutes ago about the insurance. Yeah, the tracking. Deals for track. Yeah. So, we've been with Allstate now about nine years. And when we, a couple of years ago, when they first launched their DriveWise program, we signed up for it. And we had little tracking devices in both cars. Okay. One thing to keep in mind is what he brought up about, well, all of a sudden you speed up to pass a slower vehicle. Yeah, it honestly, unless you exceed 80 miles an hour, it does not recognize the sudden speed. Okay. Because, here, and here's kind of how I found this out. My agent at the time was 
he was an old school insurance agent. He'd been he used to joke he sold Christ his first insurance policy. Okay. Um, and so he was fairly familiar with these programs. Couple of years then here two years ago, three years ago, right at the start of the pandemic, all state eliminated or started going away from the OBD two tracker and now it's app based. Right. It's out of your phone. Right. You know why that is, right? Yeah, because it's cheaper for them. It's easier for them to monitor. Well, that's not the only reason. The other reason is all the newer phones now have the ability to have the accelerometer and the deceleration figures, the G-Force, all of that built into that as well. So they gather more data also. Right. And it also records if you're not driving hands-free. Correct. Because it knows because it knows what your phone's doing. Correct. Yes. So, so this is and this is where the problem. And, and really quick, Eric, are. not to get off topic, but by the way, the same people that have all of that are the same people whining about TikTok. Just saying. Yeah. Well, here's the thing with it. So, if you drive for a living, uh, paramedics, firefighters, right. truck drivers, cops, yeah, that all impacts your score on the app based things even if you turn your phone off okay uh, and 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 the thing is is see like we tried signing up for uh what's the there's that company root that came out a few years ago yeah. and they're solely app-based right and i was looking at theirs and uh we tried it the rate they quoted me was no cheaper than what we were getting and or actually it was more expensive and when i was looking at their tracking i says i asked them i says well, I'm a truck driver. I said, is there a way to eliminate this? I said, because you're recording so much. As, no, unfortunately. And plus, that, that tells us how all, you're overall driving. Yep. And I says, the problem is, the way I drive in the semi, because of this, that, the other, is significantly different than the way I drive in my car. Right. I says, and... They you need two phones. Well, yeah. If you're well, going to go that route, use... honestly, you need two phones. One you're using yeah. daily when you're driving there, and then the other one that you would only use when you're driving that vehicle that's insured with them. Right. Well, and the thing is they talk about, like, like for police officers. And I says, you, you don't understand the problem there right. with what a cop encounters. Yep. And they the would also need another phone. Yeah, exactly. And I says, I personally, and, and when Allstate switched, what I found at first for about the first six months was once a week I would go in to the app and remove all of the driving that was in the semi. And I would put down there, you know, I was driving a commercial vehicle and then that was a, an option. And, and, and some of them are like that. And then it's like, it became a hassle. Right. But one of the things I noticed was for whatever reason, it started to impact my driving in the semi too, oh, because okay. it's like, I, I can't like eliminate this, right. but it's funny though, because it'll say, well, you're speeding. Well, yeah, I drive an 80, a semi that goes 82 miles an hour. I spend 80% of my time in states that have right. 80 mile an hour speed limits. Right. So, of course, I'm going to drive 80 miles an hour. Right. <clears throat> you know, and, and, but I mean, we're still qualifying for the discounts that we're getting, but it's not as much as it used to be. It, right. It, it used to be. Right. No, you like need two phones. I'd go yeah. get another phone if I were you, Eric. Put the app on that phone. Get a cheapy, you know, go buy a cheapy used phone or do whatever. Put the app on that. Only use that one when you're in the car itself that you're driving. And your day-to-day one you're using to truck drive and everything else with is what I would do and not have the app on it. That's how i do it. Eric, i got to run. I'm going to try to get a couple more calls in here before the top of the hour as we end the show. Richard and Lakewood, you're next. Go ahead. Hello, Richard. Hello? Hey, hey, I'm sorry, John. Hey, just to comment, I was uh, 
having a uh, hamburger in my car last week and heard your show. I'm a semi-car uh, 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 nut, and uh, you were talking about transmission fluid. Yes. Uh, being uh, going bad about a hundred thousand, I looked down my old Dahmer and I was a hundred and three. Oh boy! <laughs> oh boy! So, so Tuesday I went and had that changed, and the the car runs smoother and everything. It's the first time I've had a car with a hundred thousand, but uh, it would really nothing wrong with that. That's good. That's all right. Yeah. So I appreciate your program. Thank John. you, Thanks. Richard. No, appreciate you listening very much, and uh, thank you. Uh, we, all, we can take all the listeners we can get, so thank you for that very much. Ron in Denver, you're next. Go ahead. Yes, I have a problem with uh, a vehicle, okay. a nice uh, Chevrolet pickup. What year again, Ron? The pickup is about a 1969, okay. 68-69. Quadrajet carburetor, 350 yep. Chevy engine. Yep. All original. A friend of mine has it, and he said that he's having a problem with the car siphoning fuel from the gas tank all the way to the carburetor, and it's draining draining the gas tank. So he rebuilt the carburetor and put it back on. I guess he started it and stuff and ran it, and then he took the the uh, gas tank. Um, the gas tank uh, cover on it, took it off, and to make sure it wouldn't be siphoning, you know, through that way. But anyway, that was a problem. He rebuilt it in the morning. He woke up, and there was gas all over the driveway. And he said he set the floats uh, correctly and all that in the carburetor and uh, couldn't figure out what the problem was and why it kept siphoning the second time it did that to his pickup. Hmm, interesting. Those... Now, one thing to do on that, and this is a mistake that that folks would make, is on a quadrajet, they would take the fuel filter that's in the carburetor out, and they would put just a regular inline fuel filter in it. Problem is, the fuel filter that should be in that quadrajet has a valve in it that, that keeps things from what you're talking about from happening. So telling to make sure that it's got the valve type fuel filter that should be in the carburetor itself it's right there at the inlet it should be in there if not make sure that's in before you do anything else i thought that the quadrant had those uh those uh metal uh filters in there uh bronze no they could come either way depending upon the kit you used and what you replaced them with the original floats were a were a you know were like a, a, a you know a neoprene you know a, a plastic type float they were not brass back in the day Ron. Yeah, yeah, I understand that. So you want to make sure that he has the right floats, right the float, carburetor? and the valve, the fuel filter with valve is what they called them back in the day. Make sure that he's using the fuel filter with valve in the carburetor itself, not an inline filter. Yeah. Okay. Not. Because they have a paper paper filter going into the inline carburetor also that I think I've seen before. But you're saying that it has to be a valve-type uh, Valve-type filter in the carburetor itself. It's right at the inlet. In fact, it's a big, huge one-inch uh, wrench that's right. required to take that nut off and make sure that the valved filter is inside that particular, you know, that, that particular spot that it's supposed to be in, that, that, the filter spot. Okay. That sounds uh, that sounds good. I'll tell him that. But he was thinking it might have been a fuel pump, but I thought the fuel pump would have an inlet coming in and then an outlet going through the carburetor, two different valves and a 
Fuel pump. No, it, the fuel pumps are pretty much straight through, although I don't know that I've ever heard of one siphoning the gas tank. That That's new. That's the tank behind the seat, so it is high, and I guess that's possible, although, again, I've all the only type that I've ever used have had the valve in the carburetor itself, and I've, I've just never had that be an issue. Okay, usually well, usually the it's whole- the opposite. In today's world with the gasoline we now have and so on, it's typically more that the carburetor is, is evaporating the fuel out of it if you don't drive it every day, and that's usually more of an issue than what he's experiencing. Uh-huh. I see. But, but make sure that that Quadrajet has the filter with the valve in it, and they, they would come either way. But make sure he's buying the filter with valve, and it's in the carburetor itself, not just a straight inline filter with no filter on the carburetor itself. Okay, that makes sense. Okay, that was a problem that a lot of, even back in the day, guys would take that filter out and then wonder why they had problems after the fact. That thing is designed to have that, that uh, filter with a valve built into it. Okay. Okay. Okay, well, thank you very much. You're very welcome. No, Ron, thank you. And and really quick, I've got about a minute left here is all, and I wanted to make sure I got in. John from Cheyenne talking about certified used cars. So the thing you always have to ask yourself is, who's the certifier? Okay, who's the certifier? And by the way, that is different from every manufacturer, every type of dealership, and every technician that's in that dealership. Now, yes, they'll give them a certain checklist that they're supposed to go through. So if it's a you know certified GM used car or it's a certified Ford or it's a certified Toyota, they've got an inspection sheet, and they're probably all very similar in the things that they're doing, which and Larry can acknowledge what I'm saying. It's no different than what we used to do in our shops when you did a used car inspection. You'd go through and look at different things in different areas and do different tests and so on. And in turn, you would you know, write down the things that the car needed or not needed. And it's a similar situation when it comes to the certified used car. Now, what I'm going to say is that certification is based upon the knowledge level and experience of the technician doing the quote-unquote certification. And I will also tell you that typically, not always, but typically in a used car dealership, or in a dealership with a used car department, that technician is not always their top-of-the-line technician. In a lot of cases, it's a trainee, a newbie, somebody coming in to that dealer world. Not saying that's wrong or we shouldn't have those individuals. What I'm saying is just because it says certified doesn't necessarily mean it is. All right, that's it for Drive Radio today. You guys have a great weekend. Don't forget, Sportsman of Colorado follows us right up after this. Again, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Still haven't had enough? Go to drive-radio.com. Email your questions and comments. Download previous programs and find lots of useful information, including your nearest Colorado Select Auto Care Center. That's drive-radio.com. Thanks for listening to Drive Radio, sponsored by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers on KLZ 560.